Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace. Wait, we might as well call it the Dynasty Marketplace this week. We're gonna be doing some dynasty stuff. We're gonna be talking about dynasty trades. We're gonna be evaluating some trades that we've seen both from the Discord. So make sure you're joining that Discord. It's gonna be Wherever you're listening to this podcast, hit that description. Make sure you click on that link to join the Discord. Or you can go over to Twitter. You can go to any of our Twitter profiles, and you can always find that there. You can find me on Twitter, Devi underscore Kane. You can find Shane at Shane P. Hallam. You can find Nelly at Analytics on Twitter. Or you can find the main pod at Devi Marketplace. So make sure you get over there and you check that out. But let's dive right into these trades because I'm ready. So we're going to go with the first one. Uh, I think someone really, really smart made this trade, but you feel free to weigh in here. We have Davis Mills. This is a 12-team super flex tight end premium league. We have Davis Mills and a 23 fifth round pick for a 23 second and a 23 third. Big thoughts. (laughs) I I wonder who made this trade. I don't know. It was Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean like i think i think i probably lean mills just for the potential upside if he is good this year um you know worth noting worth noting that the other three quarterbacks on the mills team that just traded away mills is kyler murray tom brady and jalen hurts right and that's why context matters right so it makes sense and i think if the second and third you know, we're later than likely going to be later, which sounds like it from those quarterbacks, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think the value is pretty fair on both sides. It's one of those things where, depending on the context of your team, one or the other might make sense. So it sounds like for this mysterious team manager, it sounds like the trade made sense for them based on their quarterback room. Yeah, and we can always assume super flex, right, unless stated otherwise. Yeah, it, it was me. I made that trade. Um, so I, I think that was a, a fair trade because Davis Mills is going to do nothing for my bench. Right? If he scores points on my bench, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's why I kind of made that trade. This this trade, I think, is interesting. Um, curious to see what you think it really is. Are you trying to project that future? Are you trying to get kind of get points now? Worth noting that these guys don't know the trades that I'm bringing up. So this is immediate first reactions that we're getting from both Nelly and Shane. This is a 12-team Superflex PPR best ball league. Okay, worth noting that it's best ball. We have Dawson Knox and a 24-third. For Zach Ertz and a 24 second. Again, this is 12 team Superflex PPR best ball. 
no tight end premium. I'm going to let Nelly go first because I think he – I have a guess of where he's going to go. Yeah, I'll definitely take Ertz in the second. I don't think uh, – the second might be the most valuable piece here since it's best ball without a tight end premium. Like, I like Dawson Knox, but I don't love him. Um, like, I think – like, you'll be able to trade him or trade a second for him next year, and I think Ertz will outperform him this year. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think I would I, – I, like, Ertz is one of the – it's like the dynasty cliche of dynasty cliches. Like in best ball, both these guys are, you know, good as a lot of tight ends are. I think Ertz does have some PPR value still this season, and you get the higher pick. Like I don't think he's that far off from Knox in terms of value at this point. So I would take the higher pick. I agree with you. If there was even a little bit of tight end premium, I think Dawson Knox runs away with this. To be honest with you. Um. So this is one of Nelly's favorite players and one of the biggest buys that he's seen in this offseason. Curious to know where he lands here. Um, this is all we know. We're going to assume Superflex. Um, but it's Miles Sanders or the 111, which was George Pickens. I'll definitely take Miles Sanders there. I think that's a good price for him. I think especially if you're someone who, who needs to fill out your running back room a little bit, you're not getting anything better in terms of current production than Miles Sanders. And it's not as if he's old. It's not as if he's like a one-year stopgap. He's in a contract year. He'll be a running back for a few more years in the league. I think that's that's good value for him. Yeah, I, I would probably take the 111. Like, I, I think it's fair. I don't think it's egregious. But – I just don't know if Miles Sanders is going to rehab his value, but his value is going to go up. Like maybe he becomes Melvin Gordon and then you're like, okay, you know, it's fine. But, you know, George Pickens or whoever you would take at the 111, there's some value increase possibility there. Um, I guess it's a little riskier, but I'll take the risk in the pick. Um, th- I think this is the all, are you trying to compete this year or not? If you are trying to compete, I think Miles Sanders like is an okay piece. But I think if there's any chance where you're like a bottom six to eight team, I'm probably going to take the 111 and hope they give me some points this year. Um, this is two players that Nelly likes. We're just going to go at these analytics darlings tonight. Um, I'm going to assume this is a 12-team super flex. It didn't tell me, but this is where we're at. This is from our friend at Perry underscore FF. Uh, Scott, so they sent away Sky Moore in a 23 third and received Hollywood Brown. Where are we at? Uh, I'll, yeah, I, I could start. I, I would take Sky Moore here in the third. Like, and, and I, I think you yeah, could see an argument the other way because Kane kind of goes to the thing you always say of like, what's a player's upside? And, you know, maybe Sky Moore's upside is kind of Hollywood Brown. Um, but I don't think the perception of Hollywood Brown is as good as it probably should be. Whereas I think Sky Moore, even if he's average, we saw Miko Hardman retain value for how many years? I think Sky Moore will retain value, whereas Hollywood Brown is a little, probably won't go up in value, but could go down. Uh, plus you get a little juice, so I'll take Sky Moore. Yeah, I'm really torn about this one, honestly. I like both those players. Um, 
I might go with Hollywood Brown, even though I like Sky more, just because like Hollywood Brown's underlying statistics are good in the NFL. We know he's a pretty good wide receiver. Sky Moore, there's a little bit more uncertainty. Um, so I'll, I'll pay the third there to to get a little bit more safety in terms of player evaluation. All right, so this one we're going to the auction land. Now we don't go, we don't talk about auctions often, mainly because I don't do them, because that's a whole lot of math, and I don't think that's for me. I, I'm so bad at auctions. I'm so bad. So but I, I feel like this trade is a little one-sided. So this is actually across seven trades. Okay, so this is what the the culmination of these trades was. Are you ready for this? Three, 23 seconds, a 23 third, a 24 third, and 13% of the blind bid in season for $320 of rookie blind bidding. And this guy won Brees Hall for $290. So let's just basically say that it's Brees Hall for 323 seconds, a 23 third, a 24 third, and 13% of their in-season blind bidding. Yeah, I mean, it's the rookie dollars, right? Because you're getting Brees Hall plus another 30 bucks. That probably probably equates to a third-round pick, you know, um, at least – if not a high third. Yeah, I mean, whatever you did to get that, I think it really worked out. Yeah, agreed. Brees Hall is the winner there. Something just went bading in my headphones, and I don't know what that meant. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I think, th- so this next trade is the battle of coin flips, which I think is even more fun. Because I love flipping a coin and watching it just flip, flip, flip around. Uh, Terrence Marshall for Dan Arnold. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I guess I'll take Terrence. Marshall. I'll take a second round draft capital. Still, I liked him a lot. I've moved him in plenty of leagues now, but um, I mean, Dan Arnold's fine. I like having him. But I wouldn't trade anything for him. Give me Dan Arnold. I love me some Dan Arnold. He's super athletic and like I know Jacksonville is Evan Ingram now, but he doesn't really play like a tight end. Like he doesn't play in line. So Dan Arnold in a uh in in the new Jacksonville system. Give me that all day. Terrence Marshall's nothing at this point. Give me give me a tight end two over a wide receiver nine. You know what I mean? Um, Curious (laughs) for this one. Maybe this might be just for the Steelers fans uh, on this podcast, which is everyone but me. Um, But curious what you think the uh, price of James Washington is and if it's even worth ever trading for James Washington. Uh, But James Washington or a 24 fourth real quick. I'll pick fourth. I don't think James Washington's worth diddly. I don't think he's very good, and he's maybe the he's hope hoping to be the wide receiver three. He's probably the wide receiver four on that team. 
yeah, give me the fourth. He's the definition of fodder, like someone who you don't feel comfortable dropping, but like you'll never feel comfortable starting him. So I figured it out. Those beeps are from a draft on fan tracks and scared oh. the absolute crap out of me. Came by the way, Coinflip coin flip was very generous for Terrace Marshall and, and Dan Arnold. I, 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 I just was flipping a penny. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah, I wasn't flipping a quarter, baby. Like that, that was, you know, <laughs> it wasn't good. Um, but let's get into a few, a few trades here that, that are actually pretty interesting. Um, before before we go into kind of a little more dynasty topic, which I think is worthwhile talking about, and just as a forecast, we're going to be talking about the uh, the Denver Broncos because I think we need to talk about that a little bit. Um, but I have two trades for you here. This is from at Tommy underscore Glass, um, a mid twenty three first or Saquon Barkley. I'll, I'll let Nelly start this one because he has some Saquon thoughts. Uh, I'm a big Saquon fan. Uh, I don't like. I don't know. I don't want to sell 23 first at all right now. I want to hold on to them. I'll I'll say hold on to it now. Make that move in season if your roster needs a Saquon Barkley on it. But for now, I. I, I want to hold on to the 23 first over the offseason. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny. I actually traded Saquon Barkley in the 311 for what I think will be a high to mid-23 first. So I, I'm on the first side. Like, do I think Saquon Barkley's going to bounce back? I do. I think he's going to be much better. I, I like taking him a redraft, you know, but – the injuries, the situation, I, I just don't know long-term if he's ever going to recoup this value. I'd rather have a shot. Maybe that mid becomes a high one. Maybe you get Bijan Robinson. You know, like, I think there's a lot of chances to get someone much, much better than Saquon. In worst case, you're going to get someone probably equal to him in value at that point anyway. How many more trades do you want? You tell me. I, I got a few more spicy boys. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a couple more. We can we can do it quick. Yeah. Because I think it's interesting to bring up twenty three firsts right now. Right, oh, they're um, so painful. I know, so painful. So, bear. This one's got a few moving pieces. So bear with me here. Derek Carr, the two o two, the two o six, a twenty three first and a twenty four second. So three seconds to 23 first and Derek Carr. For Antonio Gibson, Justin Fields, the 111 and the 301. This is from the Discord. Whew. That is that is a juicy boy right there. Yeah, it's got it's got some pieces. Oh my goodness. Cause, cause it's, so yeah, I mean you're basically like I, I, I might take those bevy of seconds over Gibson. Um and so like Fields in the one eleven for Derek Carr in the twenty three first. I think it's close. Like I I without knowing where the twenty three first sits, um I probably I probably take it. Like I, I don't love Gibson or Fields. There's a chance both those guys could bottom out. I think Derek Carr's Maybe you know a better piece 
then he's given credit for. Plus, you get a couple. I think two and two and two and six hurt. Not nothing. You know, they're pretty good. So it hurts, but I think I take that side. Yeah, I agree. Give me the 23 first side. Um, a little something to think about within the trade. If you're sending away Justin Fields and Antonio Gibson and the other team is starting Justin Fields specifically, you want their 23 first. Like, that's going to be a pretty good pick. Um, <laughs> now, Nelly's just, just subtle Justin Fields hate. Just coming, hey, Nelly, do you like Justin Fields by fighting chance? Fighting on Twitter all week. I don't have any strong thoughts about Justin Fields. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, no, but he, he doesn't have any support around him. So I think success is unlikely. And therefore, if he's starting on your fantasy team, he might not score that many points. He said, therefore, and that means that I agree. Um, here, here's an interesting one. Um, so there's a few pieces that I'm just going to ignore here on each side. But this is Austin Eckler. Or a 23 first and 24 second? I'll, I'll take the first and second. Like, I, I think Eckler is good. Once again, this year, yes, you know. Um, but that that is a trade I would make in season when I know I'm contending. I think Eckler dealt with some injuries last year. They drafted Isaiah Spiller in the early fourth. Um, I think there is a shot at, you know, Eckler's value falling off too. Like maybe this is, you know, these are all in a vacuum where we're not taking context into play. You know, I think it's an even-ish deal, but I, in a, in a vacuum, I take the first and second. Yeah, especially with the rumors of Eckler trying to limit his touches and the Chargers trying to limit his touches. I don't really see much of a difference between Austin Eckler and Austin or and Aaron Jones. Go take that second that you got in the deal, package it with another second or something, and go get Aaron Jones. You fill that same exact spot, same exact role that Austin Eckler played, and you have an extra first on top. Oh, yeah, this is my part where I'm supposed to, like, give the next prompt. Um, you, you can chime in too, Kane. Yeah, do you agree? So I think this is really a case of, like, how much you're trying to compete. You know, I think um, especially here's the deal, right? We play in a lot of leagues with a lot of different rules. Um, if this is one of those leagues uh, uh, where, um, you know, this, this is a, a tiered premium league or a tiered PPR league where, where PPR for, for running backs means even more. And you're trying to push over that line. I guess I don't necessarily hate it, but I think you're giving up a ton of value and rather give up value in players than in a 23 first for Austin Eckler. You know what I mean? I think you're basically setting yourself up for failure in the future. And to everyone that says, we don't even know if the 23 first is going to be that good. Um, you don't have to make the pick. Right, that that's the whole thing. You don't have to make the pick. You could just, you know, trade the pick. That's an option. Like you can just trade it again, the one you traded for. It doesn't lock you into anything, you know. Um, so I think that's something to keep in mind. But I think 
dynasty wise, one team that we have to kind of talk about, and I don't think we've touched on this a lot. We have in the in the uh, Discord as well as you know on the second pod where you can be a part of through the Discord. So make sure you check that out. Discord, the main part of the Discord is absolutely free. So make sure you check that out. It's one of the biggest free uh, Discord chats that you can possibly be a part of when we're talking about fantasy football and still have your voice for voice heard. So I think that's a fun part. Um, but we have to talk about the Denver Broncos. Obviously, we have Russell Wilson coming over to be the starting quarterback. We have a few wide receivers that could be interesting. We have Javante Williams, who could have been the running back two overall this offseason, but you know, could also not be. He could any be anywhere from running back two to running back like eight, it feels like in value. You never know how people are gonna are gonna view him. And at the same point, you have some tight ends that you're not really sure where they're going to be valued at. You have Melvin Gordon coming back. Um, so I guess just overall, how do you feel about this team? And I guess the secondary question is, what can I trade Jerry Judy for? <laughs> I think is the main question I want to get to. But let's start like at, at, at the uh, main point of the team. Like, I think the Denver Broncos are going to be a productive offense. And so generally I want investment into that offense in fantasy, right? Like if they're going to be good, they, they were kind of a quarterback away and there were games where they were productive last year without, with, with garbage and quarterback either Bridgewater or lock. Um, so I think Russell Wilson's going to be better. And I think they're really, you know, building this around them. So you know, I, I think is Javante a little bit overrated right now? Probably. Um, I think we're probably going to see similar to last year uh, happen again. Maybe they kind of flip roles a little bit, Javante and Melvin Gordon. Uh, but that doesn't mean that Javante is still not going to hold that value going forward, you know, just a year down the line. Um, tight end wise, I, I'm not really buying too much into anyone. And then, yeah, receiver-wise, I'm almost – I still like Cortland Sutton where I have him. I'm holding him. I actually kind of like the next set. Like, I'll, I'll – Tim Patrick for a fourth or K.J. Hamler for a fifth. You know, like, like Tim Patrick is, like, the best bench guy to ever have because when you have to start, like, 15 guys and you're just like, all right, let me just toss Tim Patrick in there and get you five catches for 60 yards. I think Especially it's if happen. it's best ball. Right, right. Like he he pops up in that last flex spot every time, and it's nice. You know he he's going to have a role. Like KJ Hamler is going to have a role. Um, I I think it makes me scared for Jerry Judy. Already he's a little banged up, um, and there, you know there could be some issues there. So I mean, if I can move Judy for a twenty three first at this point, like I am selling that in a hurry, and I, I'll I'll add some. I'll add a third. I'll add some juice maybe if I have to. Yeah, there's so much unknown in this Broncos offense. It's like, it's really, really tough to predict because Russell Wilson is, we know he's a very good quarterback. We assume that the Broncos are going to build their offense around him, cater to him because they traded for him with a purpose. Like they they went out and they got him. So they're not, I don't think they'll use him the way that Seattle did because the way Seattle used him was malpractice. They didn't take advantage of, of his talents, but when it comes to divvying out those targets, it's really tough to predict because like Judy was a good prospect. Sutton has had a good year before he got hurt. Patrick's been Mr. Consistent. KJ Hamler's, he was an okay prospect with solid draft capital that looks a lot like 
Tyler Lockett. And then that's without even talking about the tight ends and running backs. But there's no sure things there. So I'm probably like I'll sell Sutton. I'll sell Judy. I agree. 23 first. I mean, if you were listening earlier in the podcast, the the range, excuse me, the range of things you can get for a 23 first is like if you sell Judy for a 23 first, you can go and get a better wide receiver with that same 23 first with less uncertainty than what Judy has. Um, so I think that's a big thing. And I don't think trading him for a 23 first is unheard of. I think you could potentially do that. So I don't, I didn't give you any answers there. Like I just, I kind of explained that I don't really know either, but I think that's how you have to approach it, right? Like I think it's probably uh, a, a bad idea to take a strong stance here rather than somewhat hedging your bets or leaning into that uncertainty. I, I think I side with Shane quite a bit on, on kind of getting those quote-unquote backup wide receivers, right? Um, and I don't mind kind of staking my claim on a tight end either of that team. I think those are kind of the places that I'd rather go than than kind of going to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I think it's unfortunate on the same, on at least one fantasy football team, I have both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Like, I don't think that feels great. And I don't, I think they're both in this limbo of where you want them to be worth a first, but they're not. And I don't even think them plus a second equals a first. Um, I think it's honestly just target 24 firsts and hope that you get one, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have a, I think Judy still has more name recognition than Sutton, right? Because people remember him being the best receiver prospect in that draft or whatever. Um, so I think there is still an opportunity, like Noe said, to move Judy now and get something out of him. Um, Cause I feel like he's probably the odd man out. Like if there is ever a circumstance, um, I don't, we haven't seen the talent. Like I feel like we've seen the talent with Cortland Sutton, at least like he has it. Uh, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be able to showcase it this year? We'll see, but yeah. So I, I'm, it's 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 tough. I think it's a tough situation where there, there is going to be fantasy points to be had though somewhere here. I do agree with I do agree with Kane. Uh, I'm a big Albert O guy. I think you can go. He's a cheaper bet to make than the wide receivers. Um, you you can chase the upside with him for for much cheaper. He's valued at like tight end twenty or something like that. I think I saw recently. So that's that's pretty crazy cheap. And he's young and he's incredibly athletic which we know is super important for the position so if you swing and you miss there no big deal you don't lose out that much but it's it's a it's a high upside but to make he's like that classic player that i feel like the guy that has him values him a lot higher than i would getting him right like the the person that has albier on their team is not taken you know a, a third for him so it's like okay now now you actually got to pay up if you want him they drafted Greg Dulcich in the third round. Um, it, it's a little scary, I think, if you have to pay more. But he is he is athletic in Debbie wise. He was the tight end one of that class going you know going into that final year. I mean, he, he was the guy that he was the Jalen Watermeyer of that class. Uh, so you know, a little more athletic, a little more <laughs> athletic, but had a really bad year and fell to the fourth round. So th- there is some talent there. For sure, Shane. Let's just let's just dive in because I think we have 
a, a few things that we need to talk about with the buy, sell, and unknown stock. But why don't you try to teach us a little something? So one one story that I always found interesting, I don't think I've brought up on the podcast before, um, is the Taj Mahal and how the Taj Mahal was built. Is you know is pretty pretty known at least what it was, right? It was built by uh, Shah Jahan, the Shah of India, to immortalize his wife Mumtaz Mahal. It's named after her. And so it's, you know, it's part tomb, it's part mosque. Um, I think a lot of people know that about the Taj Mahal. Um, th- there's a theory that's probably more myth that Shah Jahan was actually planning on building his, his own tomb for himself across the river. So him and his wife's, you know, two buildings could stare at each other. The tombs could stare at each other for eternity. Um, but it, kind of the political fallout with this, I think is interesting where in India, it was not like a, a uk you know britain system where like when the shah died his oldest son took over generally what the sons would fight it out and try to overthrow their dad before he died and so this happened shah jahan preferred his oldest son uh dara shuka uh, but all four sons battled and the son that kind of won was named Rangzeb. and so because he was not the favored one he actually imprisoned his father uh shah jahan and took over the throne and so Shah Jahan's daughters took care of him in prison and uh you know he they basically built him a special mirror so he could see the Taj Mahal from his prison cell and that's where he died uh so he could always see his wife's tomb being imprisoned by his son who took over his throne wow so there you go Taj Mahal I'm going to look at that much differently. All right. Oh, well, this is the first time I've probably had my buy, sell, and unknown stock done the earliest. Yes. Podcast. So I'm just going to go right ahead. And um, I'm going to start with the unknown. And I'm going to lead up to the buy because I think there's a chance that people will either agree with me or vehemently disagree with me. Um. So my unknown is Christian Kirk. Um, The reason why he is my unknown stock is that I think he is, has both in his range of outcomes as being the top wide receiver on his team, which could be as good as like wide receiver 18 to 20. Realistically, if he gets just a ton of targets and a good amount of touchdowns um, all the way down to like wide receiver 40. Right. And, and that's, that's a large gap. Um, so I get, I like, I don't really know what to do with him, but I think in best ball, it's a little more clear what to do with him because he's cheap. Um, but overall, I like I don't know if he's worth actually trying to acquire. Um, so this this might come off a little hot takey. It might come off a little hot takey because I've been drinking. Um, but it's it's sell every running back if you're not competing. Okay. Um, y- you can find running backs everywhere. Right, um, go go to whatever league you're in. Um, go to every one of your leagues. Go to the trade bait and see how many running backs are p- 
people are trying to trade. A bajillion, I believe, is is a correct analytical amount. Um, everyone is trying to trade running backs right now. And this is, like, you can get some running backs really, really cheap right now. You know, like, if, if you are truly not competing, why do you have a single running back on your team? That's the easiest way to make sure you're not competing this season is by not having a running back or not having a good running back. If you're truly not competing, you're still holding on to someone like Javante Williams or, you know, for whatever reason, Jonathan Taylor, and you're like, oh, I'm going to save him for next year when I'm actually competing, you are not going to have the best pick in this draft. Right? Um, wide receivers that are going to range anywhere from wide receiver 20 to wide receiver 40 or a dime a dozen. And you're going to have some of those on your team because you can't trade every single wide receiver on your team. What you can do is sell the few top tier assets at running back that you have. Um, so I am team sell every running back you have if you're not competing. Now, I think, th I don't know if this is more or less uh, takey than, than the last one, than the sell. Um uh, but I think one asset you need to start buying is 24 seconds. So 2024 second round picks. And here's the deal, right? They're worth absolutely nothing. Um, but the fun part is they're going to be worth something. Like we already know that there's good people in the 24 class. We know that people are going to break out this year in college football. We know that the largest football class ever to enter an NFL draft happened last season. We know that people have to compete for those jobs and be part of the success on in college football, right? That's going to happen both in the 23 class and the 24 class. So what I want to go out and do is try and get 24 seconds added to just about every trade that I can. If that means that I'm giving up a, a, a 23 third to get them to add a 24 second, so be it. That's what I would want in a trade anyways. If I was, you know, trading a 23 third, I'd love to try to get a 24 second, right? Move up in the next draft class. That's what I want. That's going to make my team better over the long haul. So I think we just need to make a point of actually going out and getting those 24 seconds, right? If you are not competing and you cannot trade Adam Thielen, right? I'm, I'm not going to just trade him for a third round pick. If no one is giving me a second round pick, you can do one of two things, right? You can wait until the season starts when people need point scoring players and hope to get a second then, or you can work to get a 24 second. Right, those are your choices. Uh, but if you wait long enough and something randomly happens, whether it's an injury, whether somehow the Vikings get another wide receiver, anything like that random that could happen, you're not even going to be able to get a 24 second. Um, so, so if that's something that you need to do and you want to get rid of Adam Thielen, like 
I don't think it's the worst thing in this world to get a 24 second and let that accrue in value. I'd rather be the team in the league that has four 24 seconds by the time the 23 draft rolls around than be the team without one. So that's where I'm at. You guys let me know where you are um, with either of these selling every running back or buying 24 seconds. I might be a little hot takey, Shane. Uh, look, maybe a little bit, but uh, I, I think selling every running back is something you have preached if you are trying to get that top pick in 23. So I, I think it's fair. Um, you know, get value, but I guess it. 24 seconds, yeah, I think it's a good call. If your league allows you to trade 24 picks, I mean, I think they are the easiest thing to target. Nelly's talked about that before too. So I don't think I don't think that hot take. I think I think it was it was sound advice. So um, I'm there. Did uh, I really skirt the line? Is what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right up against it. Okay. You know, but uh, maybe tweet that running back one at some point to see what people say. I think they'll freak out. Uh, perhaps. So. I think I think that's like a tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Tweet, you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so my, my bias can add a Mumfield, the receiver for Pitt, Jordan Addison going to Southern Cal, uh, Mumfield looked really good in the spring game. We, we know he was talented in the Mac last year, like Keaton Slovis isn't great, but I, I think Mumfield is going to have a really good season and increase his Debbie value. I think he's a guy to draft late in Debbie drafts, maybe trade for in a deeper Debbie, uh, or a C2C league. I think it's worthwhile. Um, my unknown stock is an NFL player. It's Michael Gallup. Uh, we were talking about him a little bit in the Discord, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know what to think about him. I, like, you know, he had some big games last season, got hurt. You know, CeeDee Lamb's probably going to be the, the guy there. Um, they drafted Jalen Tolbert. They, they brought Gallup back in. I, I just don't know. He just doesn't feel great to me doesn't feel like he's going to help my team that much even when he has a big game what happens the next week I, 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 those players are tough for me when I'm trying to make starts to decisions and do I actually want this player on my team even if he's a wide receiver two or wide receiver three is it helpful week to week he's one of those guys and my, my cell maybe is a little bit uh I don't know maybe a little bit hot takey especially after last week kind of pumping kid club Nick a little bit but um my sell is all Clemson players. I think there's a chance that the Clemson program takes a nosedive uh, very soon, right? They lost almost all their assistant all, all their assistant coaches this offseason. They had a terrible year last year. You, you know, Dabo Sweeney is going to be stubborn-headed about this quarterback situation. If DJU's not great again, that could be a problem. I think Clemson's defense will still be good for a little bit, and they're still bringing recruits. But, I mean, I would sell Will Shipley. Like, if that team's not good, Will Shipley's not going to be very good. Um, I think there's a chance, like, Clemson becomes irrelevant in the next five to ten years. What a shame that would be. (laughs) Poor little Dabo. Man, I would just hate to see him not be successful. That would be the, the worst. Um, <laughs> um, okay, here, here we go. I'm going to go with some wide receivers here, NFL wide receivers. I am, I'll start with myself. I talked about it on the, on the second podcast, shout out those secret shoppers in the discord. Um, we answer some questions that you guys give us. 
Um, but I'm selling Drake London. And it's not that I'm not a fan of Drake London. It's just I'm not a fan of his current cost. Um, he's he's somewhat separated himself from the rest of the rookies in this class. And I don't think he's a different tier of a prospect from them. And he's, he's valued at uh, wide receiver 13 on the current market. He's ahead of Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore. Uh, same price as Tyree Kill. I just, I, I don't think that's appropriate. I think there's uh, too much downside for him to be going at those prices when those guys still have upside without the same level of downside. Um, similar sort of price. I'm buying Devonte Smith. Now there are questions about his situation, and I think that's weighing him down with the fact that he's with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. Um, but the fact of the matter is he was a 10th overall pick last year, posted 900 raw yards this year, and the underlying statistics were good too because that was on low volume. He had nearly 25% target share, over 30% air yard share. So those are really, really good for a first-year guy. Um, and, and the deal with Jalen Hurts is either he's going to get better this year or the Eagles will move on and they'll draft a guy next year or, or trade for an elite guy. So – even if there's some some struggles this year for Hurts, the, the situation will improve in the long term for Devontae Smith. And so I'm willing to lean into kind of that uncertainty regarding that. Um, my, my unknown is a guy who I'm a big fan of, um, and it's Rashad Bateman. I, I know I've talked about him before, I think like a month or two ago, uh, but some things have changed with Marquise Brown being traded. Um, and so Rashad Bateman seemingly steps into a big role here, um, but that's kind of already priced into his market value. He's equivalent in value to Devontae Smith um, on the market right now, and I, he he didn't have nearly as good of a rookie season. So there's a lot of projecting going on, and that projecting is in a low-volume offense, and that's not um, that's not short-term. Like Lamar Jackson's very likely going to be there long-term. Um and, and that team seems to want to commit to the run. So he needs to be really good uh, in terms of his underlying statistics to be very successful for fantasy um, in terms of translating to raw volume. And we just haven't seen it yet. So he's pretty expensive, but I do like him and I like his talent. So I don't know what to do with him. Just so you know, I was about to start singing the Minnesota fight song just because you brought up Rashad Bateman. But uh, I chose against it. Just so you know, I want to let people You get it. (laughs) You said that. I was just about to start singing the song again. It's like so close to me. Uh, Shane, do you remember the Ohio State fight song? Uh, Sure. Prove it. Is that a yes or a no? (laughs) I I mean, I do. I I don't know if you want me to sing it then. No, let's do that no. on the uh, Secret Chopper pod. All right, all right, next week. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. The only fight song. Nelly, get ready with wherever you went. <laughs> James <laughs> Madison or wherever. Yeah, get ready for that. All right, but thank you so much for listening to this. We appreciate every single one.